Yes. Hello. Hello. My name is Logan Lamaster. And I am Tiffany Walker. And welcome back to The The Mystery Mystery Files. Files, files, files. files. We're back. Episode three, baby. Episode three. Episode three of season three. Yes. Wow. Oh my gosh. Stranger Things season three. Make it us. I actually love... um, uh, shows like when they have like a like a season two episode two thing like mm-hmm. a love when it's like a double digit yeah it's it so good. random it feels like it just is right yeah it's like kind of fun yeah. like I think it's a good time I love it you so know much. so if anyone doesn't know this is the <gasps> mystery files yes we're live and loving color each week we discuss a certain case mm-hmm. and the other one reacts to it yes we cover a lot of paranormal supernatural mostly true crime type things over yes. here we're trying to get in the realm of paranormal maybe one day we'll make it there but it's like it's really hard though because like they never like with paranormal stuff they never there's not really like a mystery behind it yeah it's more of like a legend or mm-hmm. a myth but like I love that, but it, I feel like it's really hard to find like basic and fact stuff for yeah. it. Yeah, but I want it. But what I like about our show is it seems like every time we do a case, we mm-hmm. always find ones that have like a little bit of everything in it. It's like yeah. so, like you could say, "Oh, this could have been supernatural," mm-hmm. or like, "Oh, this could have been true crime." Maybe it was aliens. Yeah, Maybe like it's... last week when yeah. we had the Mad Gasser of Mattoon, could have been yes. supernatural. Probably wasn't, but what if it was? And that's what we covered last week, the Mad yeah. Gasser of Mattoon. <laughs> Mad Gasser of Mattoon. I forgot about him for a second until uh, I asked you earlier. I was I like, could what never did we forget. cover? I could never forget about the Mad Gasser. It's like, it's like so hard because it's like, um, like we cover so many different cases. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of information to take in. And it's really yeah. fun. And I remember them. But sometimes I'm like, what? But I couldn't tell you any from like our first like season. Of the Mystery Files? Oh, no, absolutely there, not. I, well, no, <laughs> I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I can remember the first episode of the Mystery Files, and it was because I covered JonBenet Ramsey, mm-hmm. and I was so like into it. And then it. I covered the New Jersey Devil the next week. Yeah, see, we can remember two. Yeah, oh my god, wait, maybe maybe we're smarter than we're giving ourselves maybe. credit for. We might be. Also, I think it's because we were actively posting on social media, so I had the photos. Yeah, a lot of visual representation. Yeah, we have that. We'll start posting more soon. We're we sorry, should... guys, we love you. We're, we're, we're getting it figured out, I promise. Yay. If you're listening to this episode, then we got our ish together. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to it, fantastic. Also, if you're not listening to it, then make us post it. Then a uh, hi, uh, my iPhone storage. What's up? <laughs> hey, iPhone, what's up? <laughs> oh, the only audience right now is my cell phone. <laughs> they go, uh, no. Could you imagine? Apple goes, please be stop so doing good. the show. Please, God. Anything but this. Oh, I my can't. God. So, yeah. do you want to get into my mystery yes, of this, this week? Yes, this week is Logan Daniel's mystery. Also, yes. before we do that, I think we should announce our special thing coming up. Yes, the Halloween I special. Know. I think we should announce the Halloween special. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yes. So, let's talk about it. Do you want to? Do you want to take the lead? I don't know, Madame? I, I don't know what all to say because I don't want to give too much away. I just want everyone to be yes. there. Be square. It's going to be a rowdy night with a really, really fun case, and that's. We've been working on this Halloween special for, like, the longest time. Yes, we, we really have. We've had this idea since, like, even before, like, quarantine hit, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. We wanted to do this since January. Yeah. I'm pretty I sure. I think it's also going to be a fun, like, pick-me-up, like, a fun thing to watch for Halloween-type yeah. things this year because there's not much going on. It's very spooky. Yeah, you can experience it with us. So, yeah. Yeah. And either we... you'll be listening or you can come watch our live on Instagram. And then maybe we can be posting a little video of it so you guys can have a good idea of what it actually is. Yes, that's that's what yes. me and uh, Tiffany have been really trying to do is, like, make sure, like, our show can be under, like, so many different yeah. mediums. More than just the podcast. Yes, we want everyone. I said it. I said it. I said it on the, the pod- thing. Stop. We're more than just a podcast. More than just a podcast. More than just a podcast. The Mystery Files. The Mystery Files. But, yes, um, it would mean so much to us if you guys tuned in to our Halloween special. It really Which will would. be next week. Yes, next week on Monday. A lot of hard work going into it, a lot of stuff, a lot of research. Like, it's so great. A bunch of everything. Yes, we'll be recording Monday, going live on Monday on Instagram, but catch us Wednesday at 8 p.m. Yes. And you can hear her. Well, that's also when Rockathon's going on. Yes. So so. that's when the show will premiere is during um, uh, Point Park's Rockathon. Yes. So if you want to hear it, it. it'll be a grand old time. And of course, the episode will be uploaded. So if you're watching us right now on YouTube, Please watch the Halloween special. Watch it. It's going to be so I'm fun. I'm sure, like, by the time you watch this video, it's probably on our channel. Exactly. It's if, going to be fun. If you pay attention to anything we do... The Halloween special, you must. Th- that's the one. That's the yes. one you have to... 
I highly for. agree. I have to pick an outfit for that day. Stop. We have to talk about that. That's a that. lot of pressure. Mm. Mm. We oh. never really coordinate outfits. Hey, we're both wearing blue. We do? That's true. We accidentally match a lot. You know what we do what? do a lot, though? We wear slides here. Yeah. <laughs> we never wear, like, actual, like, closed-toed shoes. I know. I'm wearing Christmas socks and my sister yeah. slides, my little Berkey boys. Because it's more comfortable that way. It is more comfortable that way. I, great. I really agree. But, yes, catch our Halloween special next week. It's going to be really, really fun. So be there. Yes. Be square. But as of this week. And I'll, I'll plug us one more time yes, uh, for Instagram. Yes. Follow us on Instagram at the mystery files underscore. Yes. And please follow and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes. It would mean so much to us. And you can find that big boy link up in our Instagram bio. Also, yes. it's a little hard to find on YouTube until we get a bigger following. But you can find the mystery files if you look up one of our videos. So you can yes. try to look up the Girl Scout murders. We're not, we're pretty known files. for that one. YouTube yeah. seemed to like that one a yeah. lot. She'll pick up that algorithm right there. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but just try to go to the Instagram. It's an easier way to find us. Please subscribe to us because we're not allowed to have the Mystery Files username. Yes, help us get there, please. We have at least 100 subscribers. Yes, and literally the other people that are called the Mystery Files on YouTube aren't even as like. They don't even do anything. We do way more shows than they do. So, like, get us our name, please. They don't even do shows, I think. There was like one show we found that was like an Australian based kids show that had our name. Hopefully mm. they don't come for us. Wow. Cease and desist. It'll be they fine. They better not. We'll figure it out. I'll be like, we didn't know. It's we our bad. We didn't know. We're Americans. <laughs> Teehee. Well, we're just little Americans. We're just little Americans. We don't know anything. Don't arrest me. <laughs> they, don't arrest arrest. they arrest us. They arrest us for a name. Can you sue someone from out of the country? I feel like, if, yeah. If they sue me enough, <laughs> I can get put Sue you prison. enough. So they have to sue us multiple times. Well, they, well, if I don't pay them, I'm going to jail and I'm not paying them, mm. so... Bye. Where poor college students have pity on us, please. Yes, have pity. Keep messing with me. Have pity, but point card. Mm. Ah. Mm. Ah. Mm. You tried. That was I, that I really was a tried. joke. <laughs> I really tried. I don't know why. I was That's just okay. feeling it. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Anywho, so this week is Logan Ola Master's case. Yes. Would you like to give me a little drum roll? Oh, I suppose I can do that for you. Alrighty, gear up, folks. This week on the Mystery Files, we will be talking about. The June 1962 Alcatraz escape attempt. Alcatraz! Yes! Yay! You know okay. this one. But I want to hear it. Yes. That's I, a fun story. It really yeah. is fun. I was really thinking, because like, we never do... Um, <laughs> like we always find like very interesting like cases and yeah. stuff like very like ones a lot of people haven't done. Mm-hmm. But I wanted us to do something like we kind of know about. Yeah. It would be more fun to talk about on our show. Oh, that's fun as heck. Yes, I love it. And I thought this one was exciting. Just yes, I was Alcatraz. Like, ah. Yay. <laughs> I originally had another show planned. I told Tiffany about this. Mm-hmm. We might be able to do it in the future, but I think it's going to have to be a two-parter because I found like pages upon pages of documentaries mm. and like books and stuff and I was like I can't cover that in yeah. an hour I cannot I was like we well that's what I like to hear after the Halloween special is done you can totally do it period maybe yes. that'll be something we'll do maybe that's a season four moment too Ooh, yeah <gasps> season four premiere wait Yes. Half of this podcast is me and Tiffany figuring out production stuff. As, also, as we go. wait, while we're going, I wonder if um, after we graduate, they'll let us in the studio. I don't know how likely that would be, but like that'd be awesome. I'm pretty sure we can be back in here. Okay. I'm pretty sure because they said before like we could. So, oh, so we're taking up that opportunity. Yeah. All right. Yes. Let's talk about so, Alcatraz. Yes. Let's talk about Al- Alcatraz, yes. everyone's favorite island. Geared up. Where Jonathan Jacobo was Jonathan locked Jacobo. up at. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. In Monsters Unleashed. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, as you know, uh, what was I going to say? All right. So, if you don't know, for our audience out there, there was an escape attempt in Alcatraz in June of 1962 where three inmates were able to fool the prison guards into escaping off the island, but no one knows where they went. Mm-hmm. There were four suspects involved in the case. Three of them succeeded in getting off the island, but one of them was caught. So mm. we're going to be talking about that. Yeah. But before we get into their escape attempts, each of us are gonna talk. We're gonna talk about each of the inmates and in their okay. little stories and bios. Oh yay! All right. So the first <laughs> one we're gonna talk about is Frankly Morris. Frankly. 
we're gonna get you know give him a little character development. They're so like frankly, Frank. He was born in Washington D.C. and he was abandoned by his mother and father during his childhood and orphaned at age eleven and spent cool. most of his formative years in foster homes. He was convicted of his first crime at age thirteen and by his late teens had been arrested for crimes ranging from narcotics possession and to armed robbery. I love how. So, yeah. He- before beginning this show, Logan I gave said it was going to be fun. He goes, "Yeah, it'll be so much fun." Like usually, we have to give emotional beats because there's some heavy topics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You go, "Oh yeah," he's kind of like abandoned at birth. Okay, like... listen, this is just backstory. The so, escape part will be fun. The backstory doesn't matter. Uh, at least, at least we know. <laughs> at least we know yeah. right now. He, he, he's, he was going through a hard time. He went time. through the ringer a little bit, you know. A little shake yes. it up. So yes, he was arrested and taken to Alcatraz based off several accounts and. Uh, just like a lot of crimes, he was, what was it? He was brought to Alcatraz from breaking and entering, burglary, having an armed robbery, burglary, burglary, burglary. Is that it? Burglary. 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 All right. So, <laughs> fun fact that might give into the reason that they were able to escape, though, is that Frank Morris was ranked in the top 2% of the general population intelligence, which means he had one of the highest IQs in our nation. Ooh, that's creepy. They, I know that that was, like, one of the prisons that, like, people couldn't escape from. Mm-hmm. But, like, But if he's in the top 2%. Like, make it a little more intelligent, maybe. Yes. I don't know. All right. Up next, we have a little duo. We have John and Clarence Anglin, who were mm. brothers, which I didn't know before when we mm. like like read about this case and watched it. They yeah. they were brothers. John and Clarence were. I didn't even know that. Yes, I thought they were just good pals. Yeah, so they were born into a family of 13 children in Georgia. This is literally me. Literally but not me. Georgia. Middle of nine, but like make it Pennsylvania. Wow. You know? It's literally the same thing. <laughs> Prison's coming up in your future. Well, So they were seasonal farm workers in the early 1940s. Wow. Which is just so funny to me. Seasonal. Being like, <laughs> can you imagine being like, yeah, I have like a seasonal job. Yeah, it's seasonal. It's, it's you farm know, working. Not a teacher or anything. I'm just a, yeah. a seasonal farmer. I just kind of like plow through the cornfield sometimes. Like, it's whatever. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm not a seasonal farmer. I'm a seasoning farmer. So like, here's some garlic salt. Here's some paprika. <laughs> what if they were like, what if they like really like Christmas? I was like, yeah, I decided to do a seasonal job because like, I just really love the winter time. I just really love Christmas time. <laughs> I don't know. My farm like thrives in the winter with all the snow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so cool. Literally. Um. But yeah, so um, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. I'm trying to find my place. Oh my gosh. So yes, the brothers worked as farmers and laborers and Clarence was first caught breaking into a service station when he was just 14 years old. They began robbing banks and other establishments as a team in the early 1950s, ah. usually targets that were closed to to ensure no one got injured. They uh-huh. claimed that they used a weapon only once during a bank heist, and it was a toy gun. Stop so these fourteen-year-old boys robbed several banks, and there was no injury to Wait, the people. Wait, literally, how did how did these kids not get like injured that, in all of this? I feel like if I saw a fourteen-year-old kid trying to rob a bank, I'd be like, "Yo, dude, don't do that." What I'm noticing from like all these backstories is that they like started crime at like an early age. Yeah. So you know, if you want to d- commit crime, make sure to start early, kids. Start young. <laughs> YouTube like flags this video. They go, stop it, stop it. This can't be released. Stop it, stop it, stop. No, no. But like for real though, you know? Yeah. But also, like, how do these kids understand what they're doing? I'm surprised there isn't like a movie about this, you know? Yeah. I would love to see a movie about some 14 year olds robbing some banks. I mean, there's some things that are similar. I can't remember what the movie was, but there was like these two guys that would steal really young, but I don't remember what it was. Mm. Also, you got like Bonnie and Clyde. They were like not young, young, but they were like young. Were they young? I feel like they were in their 20s. Google search of the day. My guess is Bonnie 26. Bonnie and Clyde. Doubt me. How old were they? How, Bonnie they, and Clyde, how old were they? <laughs> I love how you're... They robbed banks. <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde, how old were they? Oh, shoot. They 26? were 19. <laughs> Wait, how old were they? They were 19 and 21. Wow. Oh, my Okay, gosh. so they were really young. Stop, that's literally Drew Dang. and I. <laughs> Stop it. Hi, Drew. I know you're not Stop. here, but let's, let's go do something crazy. Wait, I can't no. That's so young. I yeah. could never have the power to be robbing. Well, <laughs> well, I don't trust maybe. you. Maybe you ever robbed anything? No, 
I accidentally I mean, stole a baby bottle pop once from okay, Walmart. Okay, so you did steal. I was gonna say I've stolen, but like by accident. You can like say it, but like what? I've never you stolen. You can say it. <laughs> stolen anything? I know. I know you're like kind of scared because we're like on the air, but like you can say it just like subtly. Give me two blinks if you stole. What? He blinked twice, guys. He blinked twice. I didn't blink twice. No, I stole a baby bottle pop once when I was six. Mm Because there was a sign that said, buy one, get one free. And I thought it meant, oh, if my dad buys one thing in the store, I get this for free. So I I pocketed like three of them. Because my dad got like three items. And then uh, I will say maybe my subconscious didn't know I was stealing, though. Because Mm -hmm. I threw them in my pocket. And I didn't take them out until we got out of the store and my dad was like what are you doing how'd you not get in trouble yeah i was like i asked him i was like oh should we return them and he was like no we're in a (laughs) he said i literally don't care if my son's a thief i gotta go to walmart 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 if you're watching this um for legal reasons logan lamaster did not steal three baby yes this is all um this is narrative fiction it's actually a joke all of this show doesn't even exist this is all drama none of it is really real Oh my gosh. So yeah, they were <laughs> they were arrested in 1958 after robbing the Bank of Columbia branch in Columbia, Alabama, which I didn't know that it was where Columbia was till just now. I feel like that's not the same Columbia that I'm thinking of. Yeah, multiple Columbia Columbias? seems like a pretty place and that doesn't seem pretty. Yeah, so they Yeah, so they both received 15 to 20 year sentences which they served at the Florida State Prison. Um, after repeated fails attempts to escape from the Atlanta facility, the brothers were transferred to Alcatraz because they just like they kept trying to get out. So they were like, you know, we have to put these people somewhere else until they serve their time. Why didn't they separate them? I feel like by putting them in the same place, they can like feed yeah. off each other's energy to like make a plan to escape. You know, that might have been an oversight for them. Yeah. They probably did not really think about it. They should have separated that because I feel like imagine you and I get into some trouble, right? Yeah. We would want to separate us. Yeah, you'd probably should separate us because we're probably going to get in more trouble if we're together. That's what they did during orientation. That's what they said. That's literally what they did. They during literally orientation. were like, "These two cannot be talking to each other." Exactly. So Alcatraz, you done goofed. That's not my yeah. fault. Alcatraz, it's your fault. If you you didn't messed want up. Them to escape. They were probably roommates too. <laughs> and they were roommates. And they were roommates. And they were cellmates. Oh my god! And they were cellmates. That's. Oh, it's like soulmates with cellmates. Stop. Except they're brothers. That's cute. Wait. Wait. Aww. Aww. That's kind of beautiful. I love that for them. I'm going to start crying. They're living it up in prison. All right. Escaping. Here is the fourth suspect, which is the one who was not able to get off the island because he's dumb, I guess. No, Wait, is this the tall guy? <laughs> yes. This is Alan West. Ah, what a dummy. <laughs> My Alan gosh. West, you dummy. You dummy. Alan West was born in New York City, and he was imprisoned for car theft in 1955, first at the, Adla- at the Atlanta prison, then at the Florida State Prison. After an, unsuc- an unsuccessful escape attempt from the Florida facility, he was transferred to Alcatraz in 1957. Oh. Now, if you were paying attention, yes. as I'm sure you were, yes. Alan West was in the same prison as these other two people who were trying to escape. So the prison so, you're so telling me. security knew that these three people were trying to get out. They said these troublemakers. Well, the thing is, I sort of do understand because if they get a bunch of people that are escaping, they're going to put them in the prison that they say this is the prison that's not escapable. But, but also, why put them together? But yeah, why put them <laughs> even near each other? Especially if they've been in the same location together. That's so dumb. But, but that's the whole reason, like, they were able to escape. They got they got cocky. Like, yeah. they were like, oh, it's Alcatraz. No one escapes from here. They were honestly planning. They were like, okay, guys, so if we can't get out of this place, let's plan for Alcatraz. Yeah. And then they get to Alcatraz, and they're like, okay, let's adjust our plans based on this new location like, that we actually It just see. feels like, almost like it's their fault they escaped. Like, yeah, like, let them escape then. I'm rooting, yeah. I'm rooting for them right now. But also, you know? saying that the prison is not escapable is just like saying the Titanic's not sinkable. Like, it's unsinkable. Yeah. Like, you're just asking for yeah, someone to challenge you. Yeah, you're just asking wrong. for someone to challenge you. And honestly, if I was put in a prison like that, I'd probably try to escape because they said I couldn't. Yes. Like, don't try me. I'll, I'll do it. Yes, exactly. It's just like, why it's a fun Why would you do that? So, yeah, he was transferred Alan. to Alcatraz in 1957, and he was only 28 years old and had the education of an eighth grader. Mm. And he was arrested over 20 times throughout his lifetime. 20 
many times? I feel like he probably had like a checklist at this point that was like, how many times can I get arrested? That'd be kind of fun. Oh my gosh. Literally, I'm surprised you didn't go to prison sooner. I feel Alan, like after 10th time, you're probably... Alan was the only one that was ever caught. Like, he was the only one. Oh, like from the escape. Yes. He got was it, the only it. one who was not able to do it, and he um, died peacefully uh, at the age of 49. So he's the only person they actually have evidence of this person. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's some little background information. Backstory. Now we're getting into the good stuff. Yes. So now we're going to be talking about my favorite part is how they escaped. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. This is so fun. I love All right. escapism. All right. So as soon as the four inmates were assigned to adjacent cells in December of 1960, it was 1961, they began formulating the escape plan together, though always under the leadership of Morris, the chief mm. mastermind and uh, orchestrator of the plot, which is interesting because that's um, that's uh, Frank Morris. OK. Who is the one who was in the IQ test, mm-hmm. which kind of explains like how. Smart like he's this plan was. it all out. But like like we were talking about already, they were adjacent <laughs> to each other. So they were yeah. around each other and could talk to each like, other. Don't put people who know each other around each other because they're gonna like, plan something. You dumb. couldn't move some cells over yeah. to like have this not happen. My god. I honestly Alcatraz was asking for it. They were really asking for it. Um so yeah, it helped to ensure their mutual trust that they already knew each other from their time in Atlanta prison years before. That's what we're saying. Exactly. That's what we're saying. So over the subsequent six months, the men widened the ventilation ducts beneath their sinks using discarded saw blades found on the prison grounds, metal spoons spoons smuggled from the mess hall, and an electric drill improvised from the motor of a vacuum cleaner. Oh, my goodness. The men concealed the progress of their holes with walls of painted cardboard in the noise of their work with the louder noise of Morris's accordion accordion on top of the ambient <laughs> din of music hour the accordion i'm imagining like okay guys get the spoons get the spoons <laughs> can you just imagine like this feel that feels like an snl sketch yeah. right like they're just digging with these like metal spoons through the wall and someone's just playing the accordion like, play louder play louder what if like Morris was like really really good at it like it mm-hmm. like brought you to tears like they're doing it and it's oh like this is gosh. so beautiful like, honestly them having music hour is kind of iconic too that's kind of fun you know honestly why do you want to leave got music hour did you I get to stay. like learn an instrument instrument during music hour because if so Stop. I want to go to prison to learn wait look it up right an now instrument pull it up we only oh. get one Google search a show are you sure that's but I think that's important. Okay. I'm about to search on my Do phone. Bye, live. have music hours. They should. Yes. Art's important. Also, we can cheat, too, if we can get people in the live to look it up for us. Oh, there's literally an article, like, called, like, <laughs> How Much Freedom Do Inmates Have With Music in Prison? Prison. Prison. All right. So, according to this, it depends on facility, which is kind of a cop-out of a question, but... You're telling me. In apparently, general, all of them do. In general, what Stop, is Stop, wait. One person said they have like an American Idol type show. <gasps> That's so it. fun. I want to go to prison. I want to go to prison, American Idol. How do Stop. we get tickets? I can. <laughs> How do we get tickets to like prison? Do you think Idol? those events are still going on since like, you know, the pandemic stopped all events? Do you think they're still doing prison, American Idol? <laughs> Is prison Idol still happening this year with COVID happening? Stop. What if we can we call our local prison and ask? <laughs> Stop it. It's right up the street. Maybe What's their number? Like, hey. What's their number? Someone call them right now. Someone call them up for us. If you please. call them, you get a gold mystery file sticker. We don't have those. <laughs> they don't gotta know nothing. Oh my god. We can't even afford postage to send it to you guys. We <laughs> can't. That's right. We're not making money off these. We're making nothing. We're making nothing. Except memories. That's why we'd be. Oh. Oh. Everyone. Just call the prison guys. <laughs> I wonder if. What did Benjamin said the winner gets out of prison? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Alex Starsting went get, 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 get. Hey, Alex or Benjamin, can either of you call the prison to see if they have prison idol happening this year? Yes, please. That'd be Just great. let us know what happens. Or send a Stop. nice email. Email, they can't do nothing. It's like, a, it's like, it's like <laughs> Prison Idol. It's like RuPaul's voiceover thing. Like, the winner of Prison Idol receives $100,000 and an escape 
from the prison. And a get-out-of-prison-free card. And a get-out-of-jail-free card. But courtesy for a day. of Nick's Cosmetics. <laughs> I hated that. I hated that. And you I'm sweating lie. so bad. This. Well, you can't show your shirt because you're no, a sh- member of the everything sh- party. I can't say it. I'm so sweaty right now from laughing in the heat of this room. This, oh this my room God. is cold, you lunatic. Well, we have like different like heating styles. You're always cold. I'm always Heating hot. styles. Yeah. He, we're human beings. What does that even mean? It's like a zodiac sign, but we have different like heating styles, I guess. I can't get through the show. Oh, the Red Bull's uh-huh. kicking in. Mine's my, mine's sort of kicking in. I can feel it like vibrating in my brain. That's how I felt on set yesterday. Oh I felt my coffee. gosh, I love it. Yeah, so okay, prison wait. idol, huh? Let's. Um. So forward. anyway, <clears throat> once the holes were wide enough to pass through, me too. Escapee. <laughs> <laughs> In that second, I lost a lot of respect. It was too easy. Okay, wait, I'm crying. Okay, I got it. Mm-hmm. I can't see it through the tears. I can't see the article through my tears. I can't read through my tears. Uh, uh, okay. <clears throat> Just don't read that again. <laughs> the escapees nightly accused the utility corridor left unguarded directly behind their cell's tier and climbed to the vacant top level of the cell block where they set up a workshop unbeknownst to the prison staff. Here with over 50 raincoats, among other stolen and donated materials, they constructed life preservers based on a design mm. one of them chanced to find in a book called Popular Mechanics. Stop. This is their challenge. This is one of their challenges. Stop. Oh my gosh. He said, You must make. Stop. Can you imagine? The prison guard. All right. As well as a 6 by 14 foot rubber raft, the seams carefully stitched by hand and sealed. And sealed by steam pipes heat. Having manufactured the raft, they inflated it with um, cor- concertina rigged to serve as belows and furnish the necessary paddles from scrap wood and Plifford screws. Finally, mm. they climbed up the ventilation shaft bound for the roof and finding ponderous, <laughs> um, ponderous fans in the way, removed the rivets holding it in place. Ooh. So... Other thing, there was an abandoned like thing in Alcatraz. There was an mm-hmm. abandoned prison floor. Why would that? Why? Why would you not like check that too? Yeah, like it's so cocky. Like if you if you're gonna make a prison yeah. that is all about like Maybe making prison. sure people not escape. Yeah, of course. Wouldn't you want to check every single inch of that place exactly. at all hours of the day? The thing is, they're probably like, oh, we'll just knock it. We're not going to hire anyone for that, that floor. They're going to pull the toy store and say they we're not going to hire anyone. They take a cut wage. Then they take a cut wage. They're like, uh, yeah, I don't want to hire they another go, worker. They 16 I just can't afford that. I'd now. rather take the extra 250 a week, baby. Like, even if they just check it once a day, my God, or something. Have, se- mm-hmm. have security cameras. Yeah. Literally well, something. Do they have security cameras back then? That's a stupid what question. What year is it? 62. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like they're not perfect, but it's something. It's like an Android camera, so it's just like it's just very lagged, pixely. No, no hate to anyone who has an Android. Oh no, anyone, anyone, (laughs) anyone who has an. As always, if you have an Android and you listen to the Mystery Files, this joke doesn't apply to you. This joke doesn't apply to you. If you like our show, all jokes don't apply to you, and that's a fact. (laughs) Wow, and I think that's couldn't have said it better. Get that on a T-shirt. Also, can we just talk about? The fact that they got to read books called, like, Popular Mechanics and stuff. Like, come on. Like, they're just, they're like, okay, how to build an escape plan. Yeah, like, literally, My literally they got to Alcatraz and they really want to leave. It's almost like they were testing them or, like, mm-hmm. they were, like, playing with them. Like, they hand them a book that's like, good luck. Okay, see like, what you can do with that Like, they want them to leave or something. That's like a teacher saying, hey, um, here's, like, an answer sheet, but, like, don't use it on the test. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Definitely. If you don't want people escaping, don't give them the tools to do don't it. Don't show them how to escape. Also... When, for the fan thing, why did they not, like, when they were messing with all the fan stuff, why did they not take some of the fan pieces for something? That could have been like, really Like, if smart. it was, like, a big, like, wide fan, you could mm. use that to make your oars instead. 
The, they might have been too heavy. That could be a possibility. Maybe. Or like some kind of weapon or some. Something. I will say they might not have wanted to because I feel like the prison could have noticed if a fan wasn't working and then the whole mm. plan could have been chipped. That's fair. However, like unbolting them and just leaving them in place would have been fine because they could just like put it back together yeah. instantly. You know what I mean? Makes sense. You know, it's possible. But I get where you're coming from. Like, even, like, before they, like, left to escape, like, using it. Mm-hmm. That would have been fine. Um, also, I Let's wanted to say, I wanted to say, this is not me, I'm not belittling their escape plan because it's very genius. I, mean, I just not. think the prison was very dumb. Oh, definitely. definitely so, dumb. not downplaying how genius they are, how smart they are. Mm-hmm. We love you guys for trying. Yes, good job for trying. Good job for you trying. Kind of got there. You literally kind of got there. I can't be upset with that. All right. So the men concealed their absence while working outside their cells. And after the escape itself, they sculpted dummy heads from a homemade paper mache like mixture that was made of soap, toothpaste, concrete dust and toilet paper. They're artists. They, they're innovators. Like they sound like they're really talented. Like, I want to like, sit artists. down with them and like understand. I just want to be friends. Like have a crafting party with yeah. these guys. Come on. Like they're just so... Smart. They learned those crafts in prison too? Yeah. They supposed so to paper mache our heads. They were able to give the dummies realistic appearances with paint from the maintenance shop and hair from the barber shop floor. Ooh. With towels and clothing piled under the blankets in their bunks and dummy heads positioned on the pillows, they appear to be sleeping. Mm, that's Isn't so, that crazy? That's so weird. Like, it's just crazy to me. Like, like they saw those. Oh, you have a thing. Low battery, love. You might want to get, get that checked out. We're having. You said I'll have enough power. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My phone said we'll see. <laughs> TV. But no, they did. They did all that, and I just think it's just like so smart. They like they saw the hair on the floor, and they were like, "I can make a wig out of that." I'm like, I'm gonna try. I'll give it a chance. All right. Mm. So now we get to the actual plan. On the night of June 11th, 1962, with all preparations in place, the men began their escape. However, the cement, em- the cement employed to shore up crumbling concrete around West Vent had hardened, diminishing the hole in size and fixing the grill in place. By the time he managed to remove the grill and rewiden the hole to aggress, the others had already left. As he was soon to discover, he busted out to the prison roof only to return to his cell around sunrise and go to sleep. Wes went to went on to co cooperate fully with investigators and give them a detailed description of the escape plan in consequence of which he was not punished for his role in it. How? That's so surprising. I mean, he gave them information about it. So, yeah. But yeah, the reason why he wasn't able to escape was because like, because, you know, it's like concrete. Yeah. So they dig the hole through it. Mm -hmm. The concrete kind of like started to cave in and settle. So when he went to like go do it, it already caved so his body couldn't fit through. That's so sad. Can you imagine? Man. That's like, I think like the ultimate like fear of missing out. Like not being able to escape prison with your friends. I was so close. You're like, wait, guys, wait for me. I was so excited to escape prison. (laughs) All right, so from the service corridor, corridor, I cannot talk tonight. You're doing grand, kid. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 I'm going to take another little swig of this Red Bull. Ah, this Red Bull is something special. She's a beaut. This is the Mystery Files brought to you by Red Red Bull. Bull. (laughs) Stop. I feel like we can get a brand with them. We could. brand new. I'll I'll reach out. (laughs) Um, So from the service corridor, Morris and the uh, Anglins climbed the ventilation shaft to the roof. Guards heard a loud crash as they broke out of the shaft. But since nothing further was heard, the source of the noise was not investigated. Stupid. That's so dumb. That's literally, literally so dumb. Like, it's the whole cockiness thing. Like, they were like, oh, no one got out. It was just, like, the ground They just didn't feel like doing their job. That's all it was. Honestly, though, like, I feel that. Like, if I was a guard in Alcatraz, I'd be You're like, like, another noise for another real. Another noise? Are you kidding me? The boss man's already got me feeling down. I just want to go home. Oh, my God. It's I just so wanna... dumb. What do they do in the 60s? I just want to go home. I just want to go home and watch my television set. I just want to watch something on the telly. I just want to sit on the chair and drink Mm. my beer. Drink my beer. Yep, that's what the man would say. That's it. That's That's what what any man would say. Acting, people. Acting. 
Um, you. Yeah, so hauling their gear with them, they descended from 50 feet to the ground by sliding down a kitchen vent pipe, then climbed two 12-foot barbed, barbed wire perimeter fences Ouch. Ow, my hands hurt thinking about that. It reminds me of that scene in um, Fantastic Mr. Fox when they're like run and they're like going up the electrical thing that's like, ooh, 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 that. Well, their hands like okay. They're probably like not okay. I will say these these guys are committed. They don't sound like military men. Honestly, they're smart. Um, so at the northeast shoreline near the power plant, a blind spot in the prison's network of searchlights and gun towers, they inflated their raft with, uh, the concertina. At some time after 10 p.m., investigators estimated they, that they boarded the raft, launched it, and departed toward their objective, which was Angel Island, two miles to the north. Ooh. Um, so yeah, that's basically the escape plan. So did they make it? And that's that's where the mystery sets in because no one actually knows what happened to them. Ooh. Ooh. I think they changed their identities when they got there. Well, there's more to the story. <gasps> no. So now we're going to be talking about the investigation. The investigation. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So the escape was not discovered until the morning of June 12th of 1962 due to the successful dummy head ruse. Mm. No one knew that they were gone until they did morning wake up call and they were not responsive. And that's when they found out that they were already gone. Mm-hmm. At the time of the escape, Warden Olin G. Blackwell was on vacation in Lake Barasis in Napa County, Florida, and he did not believe the men could have survived the waters and made it to shore. In a joint effort, multiple military and law enforcement agencies conducted an extensive air, sea, and land search over the next 10 days. On June 14th, a Coast Guard cutter picked up a paddle floating about 200 yards off the southern shore of Angel Island, which oh, is their location. Yeah. On the same day and in the same general location, workers on another boat found a wallet wrapped in plastic complete with names, addresses, and photos of England's friends and relatives. That's concerning. And on June 21st, shreds of a raincoat material believed to be remnants of the raft were found on a beach not far from the Golden Gate Bridge. The following day, a prison boat picked up a deflated life jacket made from the same material, um, off of Alcatraz Island. No other physical evidence of the men's fate were ever found. Um, I feel like it's weird that there were so many different locations that their stuff kept popping up in. Like, I know that water is kind of whack. Yeah. But, like, what if they had this planned out and maybe they were sending letters to someone like, hey, Mr. Boat Guy, you want to pick me mm-hmm. up on this night at this time if you can. And then he did. And then they started throwing the stuff off the boat at different locations to throw everyone off. Mm-hmm. But also, I feel like specifically for like land and water searches, I don't trust yeah. them. I feel like leaving a wallet is so like possible. You know what yeah, I mean? Definitely. Like leaving a wallet is something they could have definitely done. Yeah, just throw your stuff out. Yeah. So one of the biggest theories that people have about this, and I'm sure you know, is that mm-hmm. the FBI officials, at least publicly, were almost 100% sure that the men drowned and weren't able to make their location because they never found the raft. Yeah. Um, they cited that the fact that the individual's personal effects were the only belongings they had and the men would have drowned before leaving them behind. However, when authorities searched for bodies, none were found. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like... I would leave a wallet behind if yeah. I'm trying to, like, save my life. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but oh, a wallet. Also, if you're planning on, like, literally, if you wanted to change your identity, get out as fast as you can. You wouldn't be going to those people in the first place that are your friends and family because that's how you get caught. Yeah. I just don't agree. Yes. So during the investigation, uh, Robert Checky, a San Francisco police officer, said that 1 a.m. on the morning of June 12, which was three afters after the escape, he saw an illegal boat in the Bay Area near Alcatraz. A few minutes later, the boat left heading under the Golden Gate Bridge. This led to speculation that the prisoners might have well enlisted outside of Confederates to pick them up by boat. During the investigation, FBI, FBI dismissed his accounts out of hand which one thing we both know from this is that Mm -hmm. investigators don't like doing their jobs they really don't unless they're getting paid a lot of money and i highly doubt they were so that truly makes me believe that they got away oh if they got past the golden gate bridge 
Girl, they're, they're in San Francisco. They're really safe. They're in San Francisco. They probably, they're gone. They probably left San Francisco. They probably changed they were their identity there. and went sealing. They went to the Bahamas. They went on vacation. They're gone, gone. I yes. Don't <laughs> I don't think they're dead. All right. So according to FBI reports, on July 17th, 1962, a month after the escape, a Norwegian ship named the SS, oh God, uh, Norfagil. Wow, perfect. Norfagil? Norfagil. Norfagil. Northfield. Maybe the J is in H. I don't know. Northfield. Um. Anyway, they spotted a body floating in the ocean 15 nautical miles from the Golden Gate Bridge. The ship did not retrieve the body and did not report the sighting until October. Bro, what? That could have been anyone. Also, I watched this video recently that said like a lot of people jump off that bridge. The when Golden like, Gate Bridge. Yeah. Like, really? When like they're committing like suicide or something mm-hmm. they'll like jump that's a popular bridge for people to commit suicide on oh i think i knew that yeah i might have known that that's like a big thing so like i don't think it could necessarily i mean it yeah. could be one of them but i feel like also like would the hmm. body would the body have still been like floating what was the word? floating yeah, yeah a month later no. wouldn't it ha- like the current have taken it under already yeah it would have been like it would have already been gone i think mm-hmm. so i just don't see like one of the biggest problems I have yeah. with all the mysteries we do is that so many investigators will find an excuse to make it something that's solved when it's probably not even the cause to begin with. Yeah. Because we've seen so many cases turn cold when they're not even, like, really actual yeah. evidence. Well, because no one's trying to look for it. Also, why did no one check the dead body? Did they just go, yeah, there's a guy floating in the water. That's <laughs> fine. They reported it three months later. Yeah. Are they okay? Is there like a paperwork system they have to go through yeah. reporting it? Like, do they have to go through the levels? Why did it take so long? I feel long? like that's also a legal issue because you can't just ignore a dead body. That's like really messed up and probably illegal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um... So FBI investigators announced their official position to the public that while it was theoretically possible for the men to have reached Angel Island, the odds of them having survived the turbulent currents in the frigid waters on the Bay Area were unlikely, and what doubtless served to shore up the line of official denial. The final FBI report followed the disclosure that the escapees, as per Wes, had planned to steal clothes in a car upon reaching land, with categorical insistence that no such thefts whatsoever ever were reported in the immediate area. But that also doesn't mean anything. But also, they could have had someone who was in yes. on it with them that picked them up. It doesn't have to be a thing that they stole something. Yeah, exactly. And it could have been something where people didn't report it. Yes. Because people could receive money... Because they're covered for, like, people stealing stuff, and they'll just take the money over their old janky car. I don't know. So, basically, the case was remained cold, and they decided that they drowned and died trying to escape, which Mm -hmm. is such a boring answer. Which I don't believe. Um... But like like year, like even now to this day, there's still a lot of speculation as to what happened, Mm -hmm. and the one of the biggest reasons for this is because of some. Reported sightings. 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 Get your sightings here. Sightings. All right. So since the escape of the three men, there have been many sightings of them reported and leads to their whereabouts omitted. A day after the escape, a man claiming that John Angling called a lawyer, Eugenia McGowan, in San Francisco to arrange a meeting with the U.S. Marshal's office. When McGowan refused, the caller terminated the phone call immediately. But they dismissed the call as a prank. Mm-hmm. How would you know about it a day afterwards? Like, the yeah. news did not know about it yet either. So how would some random kid already know? Yeah. No. I just want to know why they called a lawyer, though. Like, I don't know. They're like, okay. Well, maybe they wanted to change their name or something. Yeah. So uh, one man also said that he ran into Morris, uh, having known him for 30 years at a stop in Maryland, and described him as having a small beard and a mustache, but refused to give further details for his safety. For his safety? Does he have, like, a gang behind him or something? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, um... He has all the guys he's met in past prisons ready. Um, So one of the biggest things that i can see as being um one of maybe the reasons that they were still alive is if you recall Mm -hmm. the family members of the anglin brothers occasionally received many unsigned postcards and messages over the years and they were only signed with the name either jerry or jerry and joe 
So brothers then. So brothers. Brothers. Yeah. So they would receive these cards on Christmas. They would receive them for birthdays. They would receive them on Mother's Day. The England brothers' mother actually received a card from Jerry and Joe every year up to her death in 1973, which means someone had tabs on their family and where they were. Also, are people looking into these people named Jerry and Joe like Anglin? Like, what if they just changed the first name or taken their... They could have changed their names. Yeah. That's very possible. Oh, my God. Or even, like, use their middle name as their last name. So, say the middle name is, like, Edgar, and they're, like, Jerry and Joe Edgar. That's crazy. I don't know. And then the last uh, the last sighting was by a woman only known as Kathy on the popular show Unsolved Mysteries. <gasps> Yay, Kathy! One of our, you know... Our little, little uh, faves, you know. Yeah. We love her, but the old one. The new one's okay. The old one, she's a beaut. <laughs> All right, so on their tip line, she recognized a photo of Clarence Anglin as a man who lived on a farm near uh, Marina, Florida. The brothers were also linked to the area by a woman who recognized a photo of Clarence and said he lived near Marina. She correctly identified his eye color, height, and other physical features. Mm. Another witness identified a sketch of Frank Morris saying it bore a striking resemblance to a man she had seen in the area. So these men could be anywhere. I think they're out there. There's no way. It's an easy cop out to say, oh, yeah, they died. I don't believe it. Absolutely. So as you probably know, with this case, Mm -hmm. there's been so many uh, conspiracies, claims and developments inside of pop culture. Yeah. So we'll talk about a few of them. Yeah, we'll do it. Teehee. So the escape was investigated in a segment by Ryan Robert Stack in 1989 on Unsolved Mysteries, our iconic uh, real relative of a show. Yes, we love her. Um, Two theories were tested. One by having a triathlete swim from Alcatraz to the mainland and the other having three experienced kayakers paddle the same route route in replica of the raft used by England and Morris, mm-hmm. which is so smart. Yeah, that's definitely. such a smart idea. Mm-hmm. While the rafters failed due to their raft being unseaworthy and had to be rescued by a motorboat oh that was shadowing their progress, the swimmers succeeded in making it to shore, which really? means it is possible to swim. But was it a skilled swimmer? It was it was a triathlete, whatever that means. I, that's like a I'm really, not a sports guy. I, all I know is that's probably like a really really good athlete. That's like a triple threat athlete. But like, were these guys able to get like a bunch of like I don't know? Were they able to get really fit in prison? Because <laughs> I mean, yeah, you they they, they yeah. probably could have could have got buff, especially when you're digging spoons into a wall, like trying to escape. You're right. I could see it. I could you see got it their happening. All right, and then also there have been claims on America's Most Wanted that there were other people involved in this because of former Alcatraz inmates, including Thomas Kent, told America's Most Wanted that he was helping them with, like, the escape plan but decided not to go through with it with fear. So there was apparently supposed to be five people involved in this. Oh, my gosh. That would have been even more complicated because it's easier to get caught when you have more people. Oh, yeah. The more bodies, like, the worse it probably was Mm because it's, like, harder for them. How are you going to fit all those people on a small raft? Yeah. So basically throughout, like, all these years, like, all these different people have tried different theories, different ideas, and it ranges from everywhere. Um, Mm. Yeah, they they've like done everything from like uh testing out tidal waves mm-hmm. to testing out physics. They literally like thought like this case changed so many things apparently mm-hmm. because it really changed how physics like f- I don't know what's the word for them. Not physicians, what are they called? People who do physics. <laughs> scientists scientists yeah Yeah, that's that's a good term that's a good coin term but basically they like had to re-understand the idea of how like physics worked based on these ideas and was it even possible and they found a lot of like very interesting stuff inside of that that's fun but yeah but so how do you feel what do you think i'm still pretty set on these guys are alive Mm mm-hmm and that's it. I feel like they prob- might have had someone meet them mm. in the middle with a boat, and they got away. I agree. And they probably left their items to make people believe they were dead so people wouldn't be searching for them as much. Because if people believe people are dead, they're not going to be looking for them actively. 
I think they could have gotten away. I think oh, they, yes. even if the boat would have like broken down, even like, because they only had to get two miles. Mm-hmm. It was from Alcatraz to Angel Island, which yeah. was two miles. Mm-hmm. Even if their thing broke down at one mile, all they would have to do is swim the extra mile. Yeah. And like, if you're trying to fight for your life, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it all starts to take over a little yeah. bit. Yeah. What time of year was it again? Do you it was remember? June. It was summer. Okay, so the water was probably warm. I was going to say there might be factors of, like, water temperature, like, how, mm-hmm. like, I don't The only know. thing that is hard about that, though, too, is that it was in the middle of the night, so the water could have been cold, but it wouldn't have been as cold as, like, the wintertime. Yeah. We also have to think this this is, like, San Francisco, too. Yeah, but also, like, how... Yeah. I don't even know. How crazy was the water? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, like, a lot of different things you have to, like, put into thought. But I feel like they got met up because I feel like, I don't know, I just don't believe they swam for some reason. My heart isn't telling me. Or they could have thrown their stuff off of their raft if it broke down mm. or like got ripped or something. That's a good point. And they're like, okay, this is holding us back. We have what to if they What if they pulled um, uh, End of Titanic where like they got out of the boat and they like helped paddle it or mm-hmm. something, like used their legs to like kick and like use that as a support system. Yeah. And then and they, then they switched out. out. Mm-hmm. You see, that's the thing. It's like, I feel like that could work. Also... I feel like they would want to hold on to the raft because it's less energy. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like they definitely escaped. A, because it's more fun, and I yes. don't think it's completely unlikely. Yeah. And it's just like, I know I said this already, it's just very annoying that investigators will find any way of making a case seem like it's impossible. Yeah. And also, who are the letters to the family from? Oh, and the, if the parents seemed, or the family seemed like, okay, with everything mm-hmm. was happening. Yeah. They probably what, knew. I think what helps convince me is the Jerry and Joe thing. That's yes. weird. Yeah. Like, who are these people? And, like, knowing when their mother died, too, mm-hmm. that's a lot. Like, that's, ooh. I think I, one of the things I took away from this is that I didn't know um, the the leader of it. Who is, what was his face? Frank. Frank Morris, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, like, him being, like, having such a high IQ. Yeah. And, like, being able to do all that is, like, really interesting. Yeah. Like, this case just, like, opened up so many different things, mm-hmm. so many different doors. Like, I feel like he thought about everything. Yeah. So I feel like it's very possible that they are alive and well, because I feel like even if people are saying the water was the issue or something, mm-hmm. he would have thought about the water, because obviously you know that Alcatraz is in the middle on its own island. You'd have to oh, put into sure. consideration how much effort you're going to have to mm-hmm. put into that. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they were definitely prepared and they're doing great. Yeah. So, yeah, that's so, my tea. Yeah. So, let us know what you guys think, please. Yes. That would be awesome. Like, give us some little comments. Like, yes, let us you can know. DM us. You can, uh, you know, give us your insights. We would love to mm-hmm. hear from you. We would love to. But I guess as of right now, all we can say is that the June 1962 Alcatraz escape attempt will remain a, a mystery. mystery. Thank you guys for tuning in with us. <laughs> And we will see you next week for the Halloween Halloween special. special. Yay. Have a good night, guys. Have a good night. See you later. Bye. (laughs) Bye.